What's up, guys? Episode 29 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. As always, I'm Scott Sturman. I'm joined by Matt Deitch. Matt, looks like the warm weather's finally here, and it might be here to stay. Yeah, it's, you know, we're getting to July, so it was eventually going to get here. What are they talking, 90-degree weather for the end of the week? Yep. Yeah, we had had a couple warm days here, you know, every once in a while, but then we'd get a couple cool days and be back to warm, a couple cool days, a lot of rain. Right. I was I was just up in Duluth this past weekend, and it was like upper 40s, lower 50s up there along the Lake Superior. I'd be all right with that. Yeah, I was uh, I was okay with it, but no, I kind of like a little bit of warmth. Right in that 70, in those 70s is what I like all the time. I, I like the days where you got to have a t-shirt and jeans on during the day, and then at night you throw a sweatshirt on and you're comfortable. Uh, that's my type of weather and in Iowa with all the humidity from the corn and yeah. everything else that that's not the type of weather we're looking forward to here so. no nope but that means moving over to that summertime fishing patterns as, yep you know they start to develop uh weeds are starting to really get up there to their full growth and uh that means that the fish are going to start moving out deeper yep I was over at Okaboji this weekend I didn't get to do a lot of fishing but uh one thing that I did notice when me and Grady were out on the dock is the weeds are really starting to come up. Uh, it's night and day difference from what it was two or three weeks ago already. Right, and, yeah. you know, we did some jigging off the off the dock there. We did manage to catch a couple bluegills, but unless you're right below the boat or right below the dock, it, it wasn't happening. Yeah, just because the weeds were so matted and thick in there. Yep. What are some of the things that you like to do you know, now transitioning from springtime fishing to summertime fishing with with the weed growth. Right. And, you know, you're also going from the periods, not only like the summertime with the weed growth and everything is, you know, now we're getting into that post-spawn bite. A lot of these fish have spawned out, you know, different types, the bass, they've spawned out, they've moved deeper and recovered from the spawn. So now they're going to start eating again here pretty soon. But again, you're going to have to find where they are and this time of year usually that means that they're going to be out deeper i mean unless if you want to find them shallow early in the morning and later in the evening is when they'll come move up they'll start feeding into those shallow water areas and when i'm talking shallow i mean i'm talking in that 10 foot or less less range then you get into that mid-depth for us around here you're talking 10 to 20 and then well, 10 to 25, 30, I guess, is what I'd say our mid-range is. And then anything over 30 is what I consider pretty deep water. Yep, definitely. And uh, I guess for bass and for walleyes, for that fact, and for bluegills, really anything is you're trying to find those deep weeds. So that's where your sonar really starts to come into play is this time of year. And if you can find that deep weed edge, that's a lot of times where, that fish, where those fish are going to be. Now, sometimes they'll be on the deep weed edge. Sometimes they'll be on the shallow weed edge but you're still talking 15 foot of water you just got to find where those weeds are and sometimes they'll be on the shallow side of the weed bed or they'll be on the deeper side and if you can find where rock and weeds meet then you're going to be sitting really good then you know the bite can be pretty phenomenal in those spots and i think that's like that on about any lake correct right yep i was talking to to my neighbor Jeremy and uh, another guy here just on Friday and and they said why don't you guys mention something at some point in time about how you tackle a new lake 
And, and I, you know, with you talking about these deep weed edges, you know, if you find an underwater point, you know, you know, coming off, off, you know, if you're looking at a, a map of what, what in the heck is the word I'm looking for? A Navionics type map. Yeah. Like of the contour lines contour and map. stuff. Yeah. Cheese. Yeah. But anyways, you know, to look at, you know, these underwater points, you know, you'll be able to find the weed edges there right. with these underwater points. And, yep. and that's the type of stuff that you're, and that a nice, you're talking about here. A nice thing, too, about a lot of those contour maps is a lot of them right on there will say, like, oh, this area there's rock and this area there's weed. Well, you know, that's just giving you a general idea. Then you got to get in there and you got to find them. Uh, so and in some of the some of the things like walleyes, especially here on lakes like Spirit Lake, they like to go out into the basin, in the big mud flats, and roam out there, and eat different types of baits this time or different type of forage this time of year. So that bite can really turn on too. You know, you're out there trolling lead core in 20 plus foot of water. You know, 24 or 25 foot of water. Uh, those fish will be kind of scattered out there and that's where trolling kind of is nice this time of year too is the fish aren't as schooled up sometimes so they're kind of scattered around and by trolling you can cover a lot more water and then if you do get into a school of them then you can try different techniques on them as well yeah 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 that that kind of plays into here a few years ago when we were out on east and we trolled around until you were able to you know say hey i think this is where we need to be because i think we picked up a couple trolling and then all of a sudden we set up shop right on top of them with some jigging wraps right and we had a heck of a time and but as our boat would drift you know 30 40 yards in either direction we started getting you know out of the bite and right. you'd have to go right back on there and i know that you had said that that was kind of a gravel flat underneath yep. of there and and really any transition that you can find is really key this time of year and that can be a transition from like i said weeds to rock uh gravel to big boulders right in that transition uh mud to the gravel all that stuff comes into play so that's where using your electronics to try to find that deep stuff because it's it's tough you know there's times I, there's some people I know that like just to come into a new lake and say, oh, that's where all the boats are. Let's go over there and let's fish. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that the bite is really good there because one person could have, you know, one person started off fishing there and they're sitting there. Well, this person pulls up and says, oh, okay, there's a boat over there. Let's go over in that area. So they go over there. The next person comes over and says, oh, there's a couple boats over there. So they must be catching them and they go over there. And pretty soon everybody's like, oh, these guys are what's this guy sitting over here for and you know they pull up and they leave well sometimes it's about using your sonar and kind of looking at the map and when we've talked about that too if one of those guys happened to get some information from one of his buddies that they had caught him there a couple of days ago them fish could be gone that right. bite might be turned off there and and, right. and it's it's done but yeah i think you know a good rule of thumb right now like you said for bass and for walleye, find that deep weed edge, find right. any weed edge, and and either troll along those weed edges or cast up into those weed edges. Uh, yeah. Finesse, a lot of times, well, you know, when you're talking trolling to this time of year, people like to speed it up, speed those lures up. You know, the water's warm, the fish are more active, so they're getting after it, and uh, don't be afraid to troll up there over three miles per hour. 
I mean, there are some people that really like doing that. Uh, I mentioned lead core. What lead core is, for people that don't know what that is, it's a trolling technique for walleyes. It's a line that's kind of like a braid kind of nylon line, and the core of it is lead. Like, it's all like one solid piece of lead. So that, in turn, you get these shallower running crankbaits that are smaller. So that'll get those down deeper. So you can take a number five shad wrap set, we'll say, and they normally run from five to nine foot of water. Well, maybe five to seven foot of water. Well, you can put it on that lead core line, and then when you start letting more of that lead core line out, it sinks down into the water, which in turn gets that lure, the smaller lure down there deeper. And this time of year, the fish are feeding, are starting to feed on smaller bait fish. I mean, you gotta think, you gotta match the hatch. And a lot of these fish that spawned out, a lot of the fry are starting to get to that size where they're starting to feed on those. I know I caught some bass last week that um, I had, they spit up some stuff in my boat and they were just little tiny, maybe one inch minnows. Right. So it's just like, oh, okay, so maybe I'm using something a little bit too big. Maybe I need to get down, downsize it a little bit. So that's something to always think about this time of year. Yep. Um, Another thing this time of year, we're not too far away from 4th of July. Right, and the lakes are getting busy. Yep, the water temperatures are getting up there. People aren't afraid to be tubing, skiing, yep. whatever, getting into the water. A lot, of, a lot of jet skis around there. You know, even this last weekend when the weather was not very nice, I mean, there was way more jet skis out on the lake every right. day than what I had seen, you know, in the previous couple weeks. Right, yeah, and... That's that's the thing too. Why get out there early in the mornings? Yep. You know, beat the traffic. Get out there. It's not hot yet. You can, you know, the sun's coming up at five <coughs> o'clock in the morning now. Five five thirty. I it, yeah. Nobody likes having to get up in the mornings, <laughs> but but sometimes it's it's worth it to get out there and get four five hours of fishing in. And when you really think about it, before a lot of those people are getting up and getting out on the lake to go drive around. And it's not 90, 90 plus degrees out there. and So that's always a factor too. And then when you're talking about fishing deep water this time of year too is taking care of the fish. Yeah. You know, you pull them up out of that deep water and their air bladder, you know, with the fish they have an air bladder and everything like that. And when you pull them up, sometimes that thing can inflate and it won't go down and it kills the fish. So sometimes when you're out there fishing those deeper fish like that, you you're probably going to end up having to keep some of them because unless you can get them and return them pretty fast, it's it can not be good for them. Is that the problem with muskies too? It's not that it's not that the air bladder. It's just that the muskie is such a big fish. Like a lot of people, this time of year when the water starts getting up in the upper 70s, 80 degrees, they won't fish muskies anymore because of that warm water. And when they, that's the crazy thing about a muskie. For as big as they are and like the top dog of the predator chain of the fish, they, when you catch one, it takes all their energy out of them. You know, and it, you catch a big muskie in warm water, it can kill it. Just because of the fight and all the, uh, the exertion that they're putting out and everything like that can not be good for them and end up dying. Yeah. Or you end up spending a lot of time trying to revive them. So that's a lot... 
that warm water can take a toll on them. So that's why a lot of people won't fish them when the water gets up there in that 80 degree plus. Yeah, I see that on Facebook a lot, you know, obviously not yet this year, but, uh, you know, in years past when it gets to be July, that people kind of, they come right out and say it, you know. Right. Be careful with the muskies if you're yeah. going to be fishing them or yeah. just plain out don't be fishing them at yeah. all. There, there's a lot of guys that love musky fishing, but they won't musky fish when it's that warm. Yeah. Musky fishing turn on again in the fall? Oh, yeah. Musky yeah. fishing really that good is in the fall. The fall? Yeah. In late fall, right before ice up, I mean, the guys will go out there and uh, big baits, and a lot of times they'll throw suckers out there, huge suckers, minnows, and yeah. catch them that way. And, the, I mean, the... All fishing in the fall is good because they're putting on that feed bag for the winter months. Long winter, yep. Another thing uh, with the waters getting a little bit warmer, the cat fishing. Yeah, the, well, you know, some fish thrive on the warm water. and It only gets better as the water warms up. Uh, another thing, you know, the cat fishing, yeah, that's huge. Uh, one fun thing about the warm water months is uh, top water bite for like bass and stuff yep. that gets going and there's nothing better than having one of those come up there and explode on a top water and again you get out there early in the morning and late in the evening or you know we're talking about all this deep water stuff this time of year too the weeds get matted up and everything like that and the fish will go in the weeds all fish it's not just the bass that go in the weeds it's not just the bluegills and the panfish that go in the weeds i mean there'll be northerns there'll be walleyes up in there too don't be afraid to get up there and fish some of that shallow stuff yep another thing i really like to do and and it actually benefits me when the weeds get to be this high is getting my kayak out yeah and you know me and dusty a lot or or just me by myself i'll get over there to a place like lake bahoya or, or okaboji and when those weeds finally get to the surface it actually works out really slick i can kind of use it as an anchor yep. i'll figure out you know okay this is where the where the weed line is and i'll figure out which way the wind is coming from and i'll let that wind push me right up into those weeds well one of my you know on one side of my kayak is all weeds over here on on the other side is the weed line and you know right good good water i'll jig off that side and all those bluegills that are just running right down that weed line yep you know I, I can hammer and you know that that works good for me over at lake Pahoya. But I kind of do, you know, something real similar over at, at Okaboji, too. I'll go out about to the 300-foot mark, you know, out close to them buoys. And, you know, I can kind of tell, all right, you know, this is where the weeds are starting to starting to get done. And I've caught a lot of different species of fish out there on Okaboji getting out there early in the morning and sitting right out right. there. I've caught walleyes. I've caught northerns, bluegills, crappies, yellow bass. That's, that's one of those things. And... We're starting to see a lot more boats come right right along that buoy line now mm -hmm. up at Okaboji every single morning. There's five or six boats right out there, and right. I need to get, well, A, I need to get my kayak out, but B, I need to get my boat out too. <laughs> and I just, i kind of been getting hit with a bunch of stuff. I got a $600 bill, $600 bill to fix my pickup. I got a screw in my tire. I just, Holy no, I, yeah, I just... I don't know. All my fun money is just <laughs> gone, and here I got a stinking boat that I haven't even had out yet because I haven't licensed it and whatnot. But yeah, that's that's another story. But yeah, no. like but like you said, yeah, with the kayak, you know, back to that stuff. Shore fishermen, 
it's tough this time of year with the wheat growth the way it is and those fish moving out deeper. So it is. It's not a bad idea to look into the kayak fishing. You I, started up a few years ago and you've had a blast with it. And then you're starting to see there's big tournaments that are starting to pop up, um, like little leagues, uh, just groups of people that like to get together with their kayaks. And some of them kayaks are oh, I yeah. mean, crazy what they're built up to be. Yeah, I think a lot of shore fishermen, like with what's going on right now, a lot of the weeds, you know, they... They're not able to fish as well from shore. You know, even the public docks aren't as good. They're normally packed. A person can get into a kayak for under $500 and, right. and have a heck of a nice kayak. You can find them used on Craigslist, and you don't need a fishing kayak. No. You don't need a fishing kayak. I can tell you that right now. I've got an orange, cheap Walmart kayak, and, and my fishing kayak is actually a cheap one at Walmart that I found on sale. And if, if you throw a small cooler in there, a small, a small tackle box, and one or two rods, you can get out there and do whatever the heck you want to do. And, you know, then, then you're not limited to the shore. For anyone who's listening and, and if they're thinking, golly, a boat is out of, out of my price range, I'm telling you, you know, look into the kayak. Right. You don't have to tax and license them. No. If you've got a pickup, you can throw it in the back of a pickup. You know, you can buy a rack. My friend Blair Wilson's got a rack on top of his Tahoe. He throws two kayaks on there and go wherever the heck he wants. Right. I, I mean, it, it really is. It's a good way to get yourself out off of shore. Yep. Granted, you know, on a place like Okaboji or, you know, I'm sure up in South Dakota, you know, the Ponsets, the Malacs of Minnesota. Yeah, you, you're not going to go wherever the heck you want to go, but... If you get out there early enough in the morning, you're going to have to watch the wind a little bit more. But it's a heck of a lot of fun. And, yeah, I, I put a little Garmin Striker 4 uh, fish finder on mine, a depth finder. Uh, you can buy one of them for 100 bucks right. on sale. Or you know, not even on sale now. Heck, I bet you they're under $100 online or at any of your local bait shops. But... Yeah, you can have a lot of fun, and, and you're not limited with a kayak. All right, yeah. And you Actually, you can, and there's the advantage of it. You can get to some waters that people with a boat can't. You could float the river. You yeah. can, I mean, you can do a lot of stuff. Some little slew. I take mine to my buddy Austin's pond over, right. you know, on the west end of the county. i got to drag it through a cornfield, but I can get there, <laughs> and I can fish it, and it's a heck of a lot of fun. It's definitely something uh, for you guys looking into a boat and don't want to spend the money check out a kayak first yeah. and and the resale on them's good you know i mean you can buy a kayak for 250 bucks if you find out you don't like it sell it for 200 a year later and, right. and you'll get it gone yeah and i mean like it goes back to what we were talking about with it gets you out there this time of year on that deeper weed edge so that you can fish and like you explained there you explained the deep weed edge or weed edge perfectly there with your kayak you can see it you know, like when you think about it, when we're talking about a deep weed edge, we're talking about you cannot see these weeds visually. Like by looking at it, I'm driving in the lake and I cannot see the weeds from where I'm at. Okay, so the weeds are, we'll say we're in 25 foot of water and the weeds come up to 12 foot. So you can't see that. Only way you can see that is on your depth finder. So that's what that weed edge is. Like in relation to what you're talking about is you can see it up into the shore and you like to take your your kayak and put it right up on the weeds and then 
you got that where the weeds are and then there's sand bottom or whatever type of bottom on this side of it out deeper and you're fishing right on that edge that's the way it is when you're out in the deep water the weeds have come up to 12 foot the boats up here in the 25 on you know 25 foot of water and you're fishing that edge of those weeds yep so that's what we're when we're talking about a weed edge that's what we're talking about for people that don't know you know because yep. there's Cause people the that are like what are you talking grow. about a weed edge yep the weeds aren't going to grow way out in the right. middle of these lakes that get yeah. a little bit deeper right so yeah then so there's that i mean so that's what you're looking for this time of year get out in that deeper water if you can find them but again too don't be afraid fish are going to be all over in the lake yet yeah, don't be afraid to get up there in the shallows uh, as far as bass goes and panfish goes, uh, up in the docks, they like the shade of the docks. So if you can find shade in docks, you can catch fish up in there. And every once in a while, there might be a walleye yep. in northerns, you know, that are up there. And especially early in the morning and later right. in the evening when those... Like we said, we can't stress that enough. Midday is tough. It really is. I mean, even for people that are really good fishermen, that midday time can... There might every once in a while you might get into a good bite window in there, but other times it can be a tough time as far as that goes. Yep. Because those fish are when they just kind of get inactive that time of the day, and then they they're kind of like us at times. Yep. Speaking of hot weather, 93 on Saturday, and me and you got a bass tournament on Saturday. Yeah, and that's when that water gets that. The good thing is. It goes till one o'clock, I think. So is that right? I think it's like from five to one. Okay. So hopefully we can be off the water before it gets too hot. But there again, this time of year, fishing tournaments and stuff like that, it, you got to watch that live well real close. You know, make sure that it's running all the time, getting oxygen in there. Some people will take some ice and throw ice in there to help keep that water cooler, to cool it down. Um, but yeah, just because it doesn't take long inside of there for them that water to get really warm in your live well and it can kill the fish so and yep. the goal is to keep them as lively as possible and have the least amount of shock on them so that you can release them back into the water so yep and and like in our tournament series and i believe most tournament series you can't weigh a dead fish right a lot of times there's a penalty for a dead fish you okay. can weigh a dead fish but there's like a pretty big like a pound penalty or something like that per fish or like a eight ounce penalty per fish that's dead okay that's how that's kind of i mean the big circuits are that way too yep you can't weigh a short fish if you come in with a short fish then you're disqualified disqualified. you've been over there doing a little pre-fishing yeah we've been over there spirit lake is the water the bite's pretty good over there i've been having some success finding a few fish haven't really found the bigger ones but Sometimes when you can find the smaller ones, eventually the bigger ones will be around in there if you can pick it apart long enough. The walleye bite's good over there right now. We've been having a lot of success finding fishing slip bobbers on the rock piles over there. Anywhere from really 9 foot of water out to 21 foot of water. Fish are in there. You can catch them in a variety of ways. I saw guys catching them trolling. So don't be afraid to get out there and try different techniques and don't be afraid to move around. Yep. You know, don't be afraid to drive around first and find the rocks with your sonar and then go back, you know, mark them and then go back there and fish them. Yep. I think, I think they're doing pretty good on walleyes out at the Missouri river. Yeah. Uh, it seems I like the, up bite... in the lower Brule area, yeah. uh, north of Chamberlain there. I think they're doing pretty good and 
I see that Lockwood fished a tournament this weekend. Yeah. He did pretty yeah. well Yeah, shout there. out to Brennan Lockwood. Fourth place. He said he should have got first. We all should have got first. But, yeah, good good job to him. He cashed a heck of a nice check. And yeah, him and his dad, was it? Yeah, him and his together? dad. That's always cool when you do that with your dad. He said that it was a Calcutta tournament okay. where they bid on you the night before or something like that. And uh, they said that he, he told me that the people who bid on him bid on him for 900 bucks. Ooh. Got him for nine hundred bucks and won sixteen hundred. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what what would you guys bid on us this weekend? <laughs> this weekend? No, just any time. Yeah. Well, maybe we need we need to get a tournament going where yeah. we do something like that. Let's talk. Let's talk about polls. You had those polls going online on our Facebook. Oh yeah. That was a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Thanks to everyone who uh, went on there and and did that. Uh, I know everybody still thinks that never losing a fish is what... Actually, everybody would never want to get skunked, but we had some people comment about losing a fish. Now, I understand that in a tournament, you never want to lose a it's, fish. It's but... all... It, it's not just a tournament. It's not just fun fishing. I mean, it's, it's the rest of your life. But like I told you, how... What... What fun would it be all of a sudden you hook into a fish and you know as soon as you hook into it, oh, I'm catching it. So it's just like reel it in. No matter what happens, I can I can do a cartwheel in the boat with the rod. I'm still catching this fish. There's still a little bit of that anticipation when you hook into that fish. And it's just like, oh, man, you got to know how to fight the fish. So it takes some skill to get it into the boat, the excitement of... When it goes on the run, or you just about have it in the net and it goes again, and then if it does pop off the hook, just the disappointment, and it's just like, oh, no. And you, you feel bad, but you still put your nose down and you keep fishing. Um, I, there's just there's just all that that comes into play. I mean, when I, if I hooked into a fish and it's just like, well, hooked into a fish, well, I know this one's coming in. The, you know, this one ain't coming off. But Can the same be said for every time you put in your boat that you know? Well, I'm catching fish today because then I'm you not know what it against... feels like to be me. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> I'm just wow. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. No, I I don't know. I'm still I'm still 100. percent You uh, kind of that's kind of that major league fishing attitude that you got there about every fish counts. So then you just want to hook catch everyone that you hook into. Holy buckets, man. I don't know. That is absolutely the worst thing you've ever said to me. Ever. <laughs> well, good. People wanted us to have not agree on everything on here. So this I is just, definitely one thing that I just... I Honestly, though, like how often do we go out and not get skunked? Or, or and get skunked? I mean, I'm not trying to toot our own horn here. But I don't good. feel... I mean, fairly often... Normally, we don't get skunked. And and it might be that we go out for a walleye trip and end up, you know, switching over and making it a bluegill trip or whatever. But Well, we'll do what we can to not get skunked. Right. I mean... Just to say that we didn't, but yeah. I don't know. I And like I said, that's not to toot, toot our own horn, but I don't know. For me personally, it would definitely be, without a question, never having a fish get off. You got to think back, Matt. Think back. There is a fish at some point in your life that got off. My memory is terrible. You've never lost a big muskie? 
You've never mm-hmm. had a big walleye right next to the boat that got off? Nothing that, like, not any of them that it's just like, oh, my Lord, that I wish I could have that bad. Mm-mm. I don't. Never, ever. Uh-uh. I've, I mean, I've had fish. Well, I guess I, that question backfired, but. I mean, I've had fish. But like I said, my memory's terrible. So, <laughs> at the time, it probably, it, it sucked and everything like that. But there's, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's times where you, we've talked about it where he hooks into something in the river and it's just, and it goes and you're just wondering what was exactly. that? What was that? Exactly. But there's, but that's the fun part of it though. That, that's what keeps me coming back for more. If I would have caught it and be like, Oh, okay. That's what it was. It's like, okay. But it's just that, not knowing that excitement that it's just like, mm. now in a, don't get me wrong in a tournament. Do I want to catch every fish that I hook into? Hell, yeah, I want to, but there's still that anticipation and that that room that you know that just sense of I've got to do everything right to get that fish in the boat. So when I do get that fish in the boat, I know that it was me that did it. It's not just I hooked it and it's coming in the boat no matter what. That's that's just how I feel on it. Do you ever wonder how two people that get along can disagree on something like cuz you're not even gaining any ground on me. Like, oh, I know, and you're not gaining any ground Exactly, on me. but that's so what we're I mean. we stalemate like, right here. We're going to end it in would call, The referee would call stalemate, we'd have to both go back to the middle of the yeah. I mat. Mean, I won, but I mean, we'll just call it a stalemate. <laughs> well, your parents are yelling, that's a two points for you, and mine are yelling, that's two points for <laughs> <Yeah>. him. So, <laughs> No, and the other question that we had on there was uh, uh, whether or not you like to fish alone or with a buddy. Right. And that one was... That one was really pretty cool. 140-some votes on that. 107. 107 wanted to fish with a buddy. 36 alone. Right. And I guess that, that didn't really surprise me. Right. And there's, and there's some aspects. We've discussed that a little bit before on here, too, about the fun of catching fish with somebody. And, you know, last week, that one day, I went over to Spirit Lake, and I caught quite a few small moths and... It was fun, but it had been fun to have somebody else in the boat just to, you know, maybe not only just for the fact of for taking pictures and just having fun with somebody, but they could have tried something else, a different lure, especially when you're like thinking like in a pre-fishing situation. Yep, definitely. To see if, oh, okay, maybe, you know, I'm catching them this way, but maybe if we were throwing this, we'd be catching, maybe we'd be catching bigger fish on this compared to a bunch of smaller ones. Yep. So. Yeah. Back to the results on that first question of the uh, of the not getting skunked or or uh, never getting skunked or never losing a fish. The uh, 147 people picked never get skunked. 50 people picked never have a fish get off. So I mean, yeah, I guess you got the people. You got the people, but it's still wrong. So. But you could still win. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not giving up hope until people are done voting. Well, even if even if it ends up like that, you could still win. I mean, it depends on the electoral college. No, we don't talk about politics on here. So no, yeah, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> whoa. Uh, that'll be interesting to see if you change your tune after Saturday with that bass fishing tournament. Well, like I said, when you when it comes down to a tournament fishing thing, I mean, is there going to be times where you hook into something and it gets off and you wish you, know you had it back. I mean, you. We look you know back what? at that one, that last one we fished, and you had that one get off, and you know it. 
I'm starting to see your point here, though. You're gaining a little ground now that I'm thinking about this tournament. Would you rather? Would I rather show up? Would I rather show up to the weigh-ins with nothing, or would I rather show up to the weigh-ins with three small fish, knowing that I had a big fish get off? Right. I'd rather show up with some fish. You don't want my head up. You never want to come in there with an empty live well. Yep. So. All right, yeah, you gained a little ground. About two reels on me. You got about two reels like there. You, you got it. With, like I said, I totally get it as far as like in a tournament situation. This isn't how this is supposed to be. We're supposed to argue. All right, then I don't agree with you. All right. No, no, no. I, I'm just glad you're starting to come over to my side of it. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, no, we will uh, see you again next week. Yeah, Wish us luck in the tournament. Uh, episode 30, 30 next week. So... If we don't get anything out before the 4th of July, everybody have a good 4th of July and be, That's right. be safe is the big thing. Yeah. Don't drink too much. That's Watch right. out for crazy boaters. That's about it. Yep. See ya.